Across the United States, the month of August signals the end of summer as the weeks edge toward Labor Day, and many students and educators prepare for their return to their classrooms. We talk about the start of the 2018-19 school year. In marking time this way, we are reflecting Roman and Christian history, Roman history and our naming of months, and Christian history and our naming of years around the birth of Jesus. In what follows, I will anachronistically use the Christian naming of years in order to stay consistent with our current understanding of that scale of time. August was given its current name in the first century in honor of the Roman leader Augustus to recognize his reform of the calendar that brought it back in line with the intentions of his predecessor, Julius Caesar. Caesar's Julian calendar created the calendar followed by much of the West until further reforms by the Pope in the 16th century. Why the need for so many reforms of a calendar that for modern people seems so stable? Indeed, almost a timeless way of marking time. Like most early calendars, the Roman calendar was created to mark agricultural cycles and was based roughly on phases of the moon. The year began in March and ended in December, the 10th month, decem being the Latin word for 10. What happened in the time we call January and February? Nothing, tradition says, and so those months were not counted at least not until the days of the kings of Rome, who created January and February. The number of days in each month was always tricky. Religion played a role in how to count time, and it was considered most auspicious for months to have an odd number of days. Early on, each month had 29 or 31 days, with the exception of February, which had 28, and was devoted to rituals of purification, which was seen appropriate for the last month of the year. The calendar drawn by the Roman kings did not neatly match the lunar cycles, which were just shy of 30 days. The College of Priests was given the task of fixing the calendar each year through intercalations, added days, along with their task of regulating festival days, on which religious observations and celebrations took place. Deciding when to add the needed days was complicated, and in many cases became a political question. Indeed, in 153 BC, the new year was moved from the Ides of March to the Calends of January, January 1st so that new consuls, executive officers in the Roman Republic, could begin their terms. In the tumult of the last years of the Roman Republic, the calendar tilted out of alignment with the agricultural cycle, with the harvest being celebrated while crops were still growing in the fields. Once in power, Julius Caesar reformed the Roman calendar in line with the solar year, which he may have observed among the Egyptians during his time with Cleopatra. The new calendar began January 1st, 45 BC. Its symmetry was pleasing. Twelve months divided into four seasons of three months each. December 25th was the winter solstice, March 25th the vernal equinox, summer solstice June 24th, and autumnal equinox September 24th. Most of the months were named by their number. When Julius Caesar was assassinated in 44 BC, the seventh month was renamed in his honor, becoming July. And as we discussed at the start of this segment, the eighth month was renamed in honor of Augustus's further reforms of the calendar. The Julian calendar created a year that was longer than the solar year by a few minutes each year, but those minutes added up over time. And in 1582, Pope Gregory XIII, in order to accurately place the central Christian celebration of Easter, reformed the calendar again and decreed that the calendar in that year would move directly from October 4th to October 15th to make up the time. He made adjustments to the calculation of leap years in order to prevent such leaps in time being necessary in the future. We still operate by Gregory's reform of Julius Caesar's calendar. This Moment in Time has been a production of the Delta College History Department in cooperation with Q90.1, Delta College's Quality Public Radio.